Welcome to Behavior Babes podcast presented by me, Dr. Amanda Kelly. Aloha, joining me today, we have Ilana Hofferstoff, who's the Executive Director of Milestones. Hi, Ilana, are you there? I am. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm excited to have you here to talk about your upcoming conference and event. And I was wondering if you could start, though, by giving us an introduction of yourself before we jump into talking about the conference. Sure, sure. Uh, Thank you so much for having me. And um, I'm really excited to talk about Milestones and the conference. Um, The way this whole journey started for me is I am a parent of a now uh, adult with autism, And when she was diagnosed in the mid-1990s, there really were not resources for us. We live in Cleveland, and um, there were not resources for us, certainly not behavioral resources. People were not, at that time, regularly recommending strategies for children with autism. There were classes, there were mixed classes for kids, in the public schools, there were not uh, there wasn't this notion of, of separate strategies where we live, and um, we were concerned that she was not learning in the traditional educational settings, and we weren't sure what to do. We saw that she was uh, that she really was smart, that she was a good problem solver, but she wasn't learning language, and she wasn't picking up on things like our son had, who was only uh, a year and a half older than her. And in my own research and looking out for people, I found Mia Buckwall-Gellis, who is another parent, and the two of us started helping each other. And we ended up realizing that there was a whole system of ADA. There was a concept of applied behavior analysis that was a way that our kids were able to learn. And we thought um, if it was helpful for our kids, it could be helpful for other children. And we wanted to find a way to share this knowledge and information. We wanted people to know about evidence-based approaches for children learning skills, communication, um, all kinds of things that we now know you can teach through ABA. Um, And so what we said to ourselves is if there was a place that people could call if they had questions, if there was a place that could recommend resources and link people to resources, and ultimately if there was a place where there could be learning going on, where teachers could come and learn strategies for their students and parents could come and learn things for them to do at home and doctors would learn how to interact with their patients, it could elevate the service and the outcome for all individuals with autism. So that that was the thinking behind starting an organization like Milestones Autism Resources. You know, I don't know if you know this about me, but I recently said in a presentation that I gave in Ohio that uh, autism parents are my favorite people. (laughs) And I went on to say because you don't really have to contrive an ounce of their motivation, meaning it doesn't surprise me to hear that it was autism parents or parents, you, you and your friends who are saying, we have to do something. What does it look like? How are we going to generate and create this? So, you know, just thank you for all of all of that. How long has the conference been in existence, or how long have you been doing these events? And and it sounded like it started with an idea. Maybe you could share with us how it's grown to what it looks like today. Our first conference was in 2003, 
and this is our 18th conference. What's interesting is when we started the organization, um, we started with this idea of let's bring in a national speaker where everyone who we could all learn from, a national speaker who could really raise the bar and share what they're doing in other communities. And we also wanted to highlight what's available locally. One of the things we found as parents of kids with autism, and, and certainly this is true of parents of other special needs as well, it's almost like this well-kept secret. You really don't know where to find things. You want to know who is the therapist who is the best one for your child. You want to know which is the appropriate school. You want to know which dentist is going to really take the time to create an environment that's going to be comfortable for your child with autism or other special needs. And so we, this idea of sharing information was really important to us and sharing the resources. So we wanted to highlight what was available locally. And so our very first conference, that's what we did. We had a keynote. We had Bridget Kaler come from uh, Alpine Learning Group in New Jersey. And uh, she spoke as our keynote. And then we had other presentations by local providers. And then we also had them as exhibitors. And the first year, we had about 400 people come. And so from nothing to have our first event with 400 people really showed us that there was a thirst for knowledge. And this was an idea that was waiting to happen. And last year, we had uh, 1,200 people at our conference. Congratulations on celebrating Thank that. That's, that's incredible. You know, I recently just posted online about the conference, and what was so interesting to me was some of the first reactions were friends of mine, colleagues saying, hey, I'm presenting there. Hey, I'm going to that. And um, made me realize just how many people I do know in the Ohio area. But it was really interesting for me to run down the list of presenters and to see just how diverse. And also I noticed on the advertisement it mentioned like there's continuing education for multiple different professions. So can you speak to, I know you had mentioned um, to me when we first spoke about how important it is to have everybody have a voice. Can you speak to how you've been able to do that throughout the years? Yes. I think what is really unique about the Milestone Autism Conference is that we want to hear from all segments of the autism community. We want that diversity. We want that experience, that breadth of experience. And so the speakers at the conference, as well as the attendees, run the gamut. Um, you will hear from speech therapists, from physical and occupational therapists, music therapists. You'll hear from educators. You'll hear from psychologists, counselors. You'll hear from adult providers, adult service providers. You'll hear from BCBAs. You'll hear from parents. You'll hear from individuals with autism. And I think giving everyone a seat at the table and giving everyone the opportunity to share their own perspective really is what makes it so exciting to come to the conference and I think what makes it unique. Very often there are individuals who will go to a conference and it's only doctors and it's only teachers. And I think what happens is you, you have your own group, it's almost your own clique, and being able to hear from others is what's so important. One thing that's really critical to us as an organization is we want people to know that this is a team sport and that you're creating a team around that individual with autism and you're creating a team around that family. And, and that's the way it's going to happen. I, I think our fear is that people with 
with special needs often become isolated. The person with special needs is isolated, family becomes isolated, and that's something that we're working hard against. We want, we want there to be community access for everyone. We want there to be this understanding that it's really hard. It's really hard on the, on the individual, it's hard on the family, and it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be. Accommodations can be made because accommodations are made for everyone, so why not? Why not for my child with autism? At the conference, we will feature Lamar Hardwick, who is a person on the spectrum. He has an amazing story. He's a pastor. He's married. He is a father of three boys. And at the age of 36, he was diagnosed with autism. Now, certainly he had issues and difficulties and challenges growing up that he worked hard to address. But finally coming to the realization having a diagnosis has really opened up the world for him and for, as for everyone else because he's giving insight into the challenge as well as solutions and strategies. Lamar Hardwick, who is one of your keynote presenters, who has yes. diverse personal experiences that he's going to be able to share. And, yes, I appreciate how you mentioned having speech and language pathologists, occupational therapists, physical therapists, individuals on the spectrum, families. And having been somebody who's been a provider and who's worked in this field for a while in this area, I really relate to what you were saying about isolation. I think I see too often families or individuals who don't feel welcome or who have been unsuccessful in certain community settings or they just feel it's, it's too effortful. And so they may choose to stay home or to limit the experiences they have sort of outside of their home. And I think it's great to come together and to be in a place where you do have those diverse perspectives, but a shared sense in the community of, of we sort of get that, right, to its own, you know, probably different through our own lenses. But I think there's that part of feeling like you have your tribe <laughs> that can be really reinforcing about an event such as this one as well. So your your event is going to be multiple days as well. I mean, I think that's incredible because how can we fit all information into one day and even into a couple of days? But you also have the unique challenge this year of going virtual because of things happening with COVID-19. How have you been able to make that transition and what should attendees expect this year? There are a lot of things I want to comment on on what you said, and so I, I wrote them all down because I, I want to address them. One thing I want to mention about the conference is that we talked about diversity and uh, diversity of experience and diversity of community backgrounds. Lamar Hardwick is African American and will speak to being Af African American and the lateness of the diagnosis, and that is an issue for communities of color. African Americans as well as Hispanic families have complained and have raised the alarm that their children are not being diagnosed at the same rate as their peers in, in white communities. And um, this we have been looking at as an organization and is something that we are, have been addressing for a number of years by highlighting this at the conference and by doing training of healthcare workers on unconscious bias. Uh, so there are definitely sessions about that at the conference, and you'll hear from Lamar about that. Um, in light of what's been going on around the world, around our community, around our country, uh, it's so important to hear from people what their real experience is, to recognize that we all have to do our part in terms of addressing disparity and, and addressing injustice. And in our 
corner of the world here of autism, we have work to do, and, and we have partners in this, and we, we want to work together on this. I want to mention something else. He talked, we talked about isolation. I think the family can feel isolated, and as you, I think, alluded to, uh, professionals come to our conference because they want to be able to connect with others in the field. There are a number of sessions about handling supervision in, during COVID in terms of maintaining supervision best practices during telehealth. The other thing that has been a real issue for many families is the increase in anxiety. The increase in anxiety, not just for the child with autism or the adult with autism, but also for the caregivers. We did a survey of our local community, and there has been a national survey of families with special needs and with autism, and the number one issue for families is their concern about their own mental health. That's been number one. Number two has been their concern about financial resources, and number three has been concern over the mental health of their children. And as it happens, our other keynote for the conference is Lauren Moskowitz of St. John's University, and she is talking about anxiety. She's having several deep dive sessions as well as a keynote on managing anxiety, on techniques for, for teaching individuals with autism how to be advocates for themselves as related to their mental health needs. Um, she's going to be talking about how to address anxiety across the spectrum for individuals at all different levels. So that's something I think really important. Um, you mentioned the, the virtual. You know, this has been a dream of ours, I think, to be able to live stream sessions. And this year we were forced into this because of the pandemic. And uh, we are very excited to be able to offer so much information. It used to be you came to our conference, it was two days, and you had to make a choice. You had to decide what you were going to go to. Now we are offering the conference not just for the days that are live between 11 and 6, June 11th through the 16th, but once you register, you have continued access, on-demand access, through August 31st. So now you have uh, up to 50 hours of educational sessions, up to 52 hours of psychology. Uh, there, there are so many sessions that now you, you can continue to go back to because it's virtual and it's on demand now. It's one of those highlights or silver linings, I guess, sometimes people are talking about with what can come out of COVID, and there are ways that we are learning to connect. We are able to find virtual platforms. It's great to hear that individuals who register will be able to access this until the end of August. That's, you know, two months to access the information. That probably is a big relief because I'm hearing from families and professionals that they are conflicted. They're at home and they're in front of screens a lot and they want to access this information, but they're feeling overwhelmed. This gives those who register the opportunity to kind of self-pace. And like you said, it's going to give them the opportunity to access all of the talks, perhaps, instead of having to choose if they were there live. So some really neat benefits that you've mentioned there as well. Um, now, I know that we're talking about the conference, but I'm also navigating on your website, and there's a lot of resources that you are offering to the community, and I appreciate that you mentioned things and are talking about what's currently of the focus right now when we're looking at equality and inequality. I'm curious if you could highlight uh, for those resources or other resources what 
what individuals can expect when they come to your website. I see there's stuff for families, professionals, individuals, and the community. Is there anything you wish to highlight? On our website, we have in our resources section uh, a hub for COVID-19 tips, strategies, information, and resources. It's based on the frequently asked questions that we have received as well as recommendations from our professional staff. We have a staff of social workers and mental health counselors. So the, the types of information that's available, um, how are you interacting with your school to ensure that your child receives what is listed and explained and recommended and the goals for the IEP or the ISP, the individual education plan or the individual service plan. Um, there's a long list of anxiety and mental health support resources, educational resources, activities to do at home, uh, and um, you know, all academic subjects, as well as a listing for financial support, uh, an area listing managing behaviors and daily things. And um, it's really helpful to, to have this opportunity because we have curated all of these different resources. And if you know anything about milestones, you know we are dedicated to evidence-based information. So when you're calling us, you are calling a trusted source of information. And I know that as a parent, of an adult now with autism, that's one of my big concerns throughout. <clears throat> There's almost too much information online and you don't know where it's from and you don't know if you can trust it. So that when you're calling Milestones, you know that you're calling a place that has vetted the resources for you. Um, other resources on our website, we have a whole list of toolkits, which is a, a, a handy way for you take a topic that you have been interested in. For example, how do you create independent leisure skills for your child? There's a toolkit on that. Um, challenging behaviors offers an understanding of how to analyze the behaviors and provides valuable hands-on resources, a first diagnosis toolkit that's very manageable. You know, there are first diagnosis toolkits, but they're very uh, onerous and lengthy, and, and this is an opportunity to take you step-by-step -step in a, uh, a more comfortable way, a guardianship toolkit, a homework toolkit, legal resources, mental health toolkit. These are things that are all available on a site. The other thing I want to mention is that Milestone Services Beyond the Conference, uh, we have a free help desk where you can call us, you can email us, you can contact us through the website. If you have a question about resources and how to, how to take your first steps related to a goal that you have for your child, um, and you're looking for the resources for that. Or if you're looking for a consultation and you want to have our staff uh, sit down with you uh, in COVID times, you can have a, a Zoom uh, session with someone and, and still be safe at home. Um, and, but you're looking for a way to handle a problem, perhaps challenging behaviors that you're ha having in the community or at home, or uh, if you're trying to create a plan so that you can help your child or adult uh, find work or think about higher education, um, any number of situations where it, it's a little bit more complicated and you really need to walk someone, walk with someone through this and come up with a plan. And for anyone who's interested, it is milestones.org.org. And something else I see here, Ilana, is that there is the opportunity for individuals to also upload resources if there's something that a member of the community has to share and can be vetted by your team. 
So that's excellent. That's really neat to to really emphasize. And, you know, I see that your event and that you're located in Ohio, but a lot of your resources really pertain to people and, and individuals all over nationally, and your conference is considered a national conference. So I did just want to emphasize that for our listeners today. Um, before we end, I wanted to give you an opportunity to share any other information, upcoming projects. Of course, I just mentioned the website. Um, do you guys have social media channels, anything that you want to plug? Uh, feel free to go ahead and do that now. Thank you. I I really appreciate this opportunity, and I, I do want to highlight um, the fact that we are a resource for the entire community. Um, we are always looking for more information to share with others, so definitely um, feel free to send us information, resources. And I think the conference is this wonderful opportunity where you can come and learn, but it's also an opportunity where you can share for other people. So you may want to come to the conference this year and take a look and, and consider next year submitting a proposal, whether you're a professional, a parent, a service provider. Consider participating in the conference this year and then next year being a presenter, being an exhibitor. Uh, because we're virtual, it makes it very easy for you. But next year when we hope to be uh, live, we have people coming in and flying in from around the country, both as presenters and exhibitors. Um, and I think once we've gotten a taste of what virtual is like, I think we will be continuing to incorporate that into the future. One of the things that is important to us as an organization is to empower families to on this journey, having them create their own toolkit, having them figure out what they need for themselves and for their families. And that's a really important thing for us to share with people. You need to be taking care of yourself, one of the things in order for you to be able to care for your child and your family. At the conference, there are going to be yoga sessions because it's important to do some self-care. And uh, there are also going to be opportunities for discussion so you can be interacting with other participants. There's going to be a networking area where you can share your contact information so that this, this conversation can continue into the future. Lana, I think that you've made um, a really compelling case that many people are probably going to be really interested in checking it out. And so I definitely support that and encourage them in doing so. And for anyone who's interested, if you head over to Behavior Babes, either Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter account, you'll see there is an opportunity to share, like, and tag your friends in a post. And then we will be um, offering two free registrations to the Milestones Conference. Thank you again for joining me today. Thank you so much. Stay safe and healthy, everyone. Absolutely. And for anyone who's interested in more information that's relevant to autism or the ABA community, you can visit my website at www.behaviorbabe.com. 